worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Kotke Ride Home for July 16th, 2021. I'm Glenn Fleischman, in for Jackson Bird, who is on vacation. The flood of robocalls may soon abate due to a technology named after James Bond's martini instructions to bartenders, an ethical debate over whether we can revive the dead's voices to simulate what they said or wrote in life after a documentary filmmaker deepfaked Anthony Bourdain and dropping fish from planes among us in Irish and the Hubble rebooted. Here are some of the cool things from the news today. We all hate robocalling. Those are the automated, unsolicited calls made in the billions that ring our cell phones and ever-declining home lines that try to defraud us by selling us crap, claiming they're the IRS, or getting our credentials or personal information. They're also mostly illegal by nature, even if a small percentage of them offer a legitimate service or product. It's illegal to auto-dial. It's illegal to use a computerized or pre-recorded voice. It's illegal to call before 8 a.m. or after 9 p.m. in your time zone. If you stuck your number on the National Do Not Call Registry, it's illegal for commercial firms to call you, even if they're legitimate businesses. Some motion has taken place on this front. As of June 30th, 2021, all companies that handle voice calls from smallest to largest had to register in the robocall mitigation database. Starting September 22nd, any company that hasn't registered will be blocked by all other telephone carriers. The New York Times published a useful fact about this a couple of days ago, but I think it's pretty obscure to most people. The changes imposed by the FCC have a chance of dramatically reducing the over 50 billion robocalls placed each year by essentially locking out the companies, taking advantage of lax oversight, and what has been a fairly clunky system that was never updated for the digital era. The basis of this change are two protocols, neatly named STIR and SHAKEN. Together, they create a sort of end-to-end encryption and verification path, vaguely resembling secure website connections between a browser and server. Did you know that caller ID isn't verified? Any number can appear on your phone, which is why it seems like random residential numbers are calling you, or in the prefix scam, you'll get one or more calls from numbers that start with your area code and the next three digits, known as the prefix from the older days of analog phone switching. With Stir Shaken, all carriers will use an encryption-based approach that will create a verified chain from the calls initiating carrier to the carrier sending a call to its own subscriber. You can see that in use today. On an iPhone, a wee tiny check mark appears in your recents list for verified calls, but oddly, not on the incoming call screen. Google took a different approach on phones running versions of Android that support this since late 2020. A check mark in a badge and the text verified call appear on the incoming call screen. While all carriers were supposed to register by June 30th with that robocall database, only those with 100,000 lines or more had to also have stir shaken in place. Smaller carriers have up to another two years, though the registration means they're a lot easier to track down than they were in the past. 
Most robocalling comes via voice over IP or VoIP services that offer bulk ranges of North American numbers to parties overseas. These parties, far from the reach of American law enforcement, then use those numbers, often coupled with fake caller ID, to generate massive numbers of simultaneous calls before carriers try to cut them off. Carriers have some limitations on how they can block known spammers because they must carry all legitimate calls. Each U.S. carrier has a free app you can install that lets you permit them to block calls to you at the network level that they believe are spam based on mass calling patterns. Some of these apps have paid tiers, too, but you don't need to pay for the basic network anti-spam option. I put links in the show notes to the download information for the major carriers' apps. Okay, so you're probably curious what Stir Shaken stands for. It's Secure Telephone Identity Revisited and Signature-Based Handling of Asserted Information Using Tokens. I'm sure you're glad you asked. How ethical is it to recreate someone's voice after they're dead to speak aloud things they wrote? That's the question that's arisen around Morgan Neville and his documentary, Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain left behind an ocean of conversation in words and audio, some private, some informal, and some for broadcast. Neville wanted to use Bourdain's voice extensively in the documentary to say things that he had written but that didn't exist in an audio form that could be extracted. Neville stitched together words and phrases from many existing sources to simulate Bourdain saying things that there was no record of him having spoken necessarily. That's considered less sticky territory because it's his voice. Helen Rosner writes in The New Yorker, quote, Throughout the film, Neville and his team used stitched together clips of Bourdain's narration pulled from TV, radio, podcasts, and audiobooks, end quote. But she wondered how audio existed of Bourdain speaking the words of a private email Bourdain sent to his friend, the artist David Cho. Neville told Rosner that he got in touch with an AI firm to create a simulation of Bourdain's voice, something that's commonly labeled a deep fake after machine-based deep learning when it's designed to deceive. Neville told Rosner, Neville told Rosner, quote, but there were three quotes there I wanted his voice for that there were no recordings of. If you watch the film, other than that line you mentioned, you probably don't know what the other lines are that were spoken by the AI, and you're not going to know. We can have a documentary ethics panel about it later, end quote. Neville stated he got permission in a GQ interview, quote, I checked, you know, with his widow and his literary executor just to make sure people were cool with that, and they were like, Tony would have been cool with that. I wasn't putting words into his mouth. I was just trying to make them come alive, end quote. Bourdain's wife, from whom he was separated in a publicly amicable way at the time of his death in 2018, refuted that on Twitter, writing, quote, I certainly was not the one who said Tony would have been cool with that, end quote. That led to a follow-up statement from Neville, published, among other places, in Entertainment Weekly, quote, there were a few sentences that Tony wrote that he never spoke aloud. With the blessing of his estate and literary agent, we used AI technology. It was a modern storytelling technique that I used in a few places where I thought it was important to make Tony's words come alive. End quote. Justin Hendricks, the CEO and editor of Tech Policy Press, interviewed Sam Gregory about this topic. Gregory is program director of the nonprofit Witness Organization, which helps people use video and technology to protect human rights. Gregory said regarding the Bourdain simulation, quote, It's less this idea that there's this spectacular novelty, like the Tom Cruise deepfake. It's the idea that in our daily consumption of news or of content on YouTube or TikTok, we're going to see more and more content that is this hybridized content. 
And so then, how do we think about the necessary laws? We might have laws that say you can't use someone's likeness without their permission, as we do in some countries, right? But also, what are the kinds of non-legal guardrails and the norms and principles around it? End quote. Gregory asks how we consider consent in two directions in this case. Bourdain is dead and it's a private email that the AI-generated voice is reading aloud. If Bourdain didn't consent to either of those things when he was alive, how do you manufacture it after he's gone? Gregory talks about how he might perceive the difference between deepfaked audio and a video recreation. Quote, I was actually doing a thought experiment myself before this and saying, if they'd animated Anthony Bourdain's face and made him say these things, how would the people have felt about that? And I think there would have been an even stronger reaction there because it would have been like you're appropriating his likeness, end quote. Rosner, the New Yorker writer who elicited this detail from the documentary maker, tweeted in response to the reaction, quote, the inherent squickiness of replication tech plus people's intensely personal ties to Bourdain work together to cloud the fact that this is basically someone reading My Dearest Annabelle Today We March Towards Gettysburg over Ashokan Farewell, and that cloud itself is fascinating, end quote. The notion of using deceased people's voices and images for other purposes, typically commercial, is nothing new. One of the best is a pastiche of clips used by Steve Martin in Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, a comedic film noir homage in 1982 that has the very best joke about making coffee. I cannot imagine the amount of detail that went into licensing the clips for the movie. But all those clips were from films and appeared in the context of a satirical film. The best commercial example involves Fred Astaire, who was shown after his death in 1997, dancing with a dirt devil vacuum cleaner in modified clips from Royal Wedding and Easter Parade. His widow, Robin Astaire, told the AP at the time, quote, he was always receptive to new proposals. He would have used a vacuum cleaner in a minute. Why, he used a mop in the 1930s. There is no doubt in my mind that Fred would have accepted this. I'm sorry if it offends some people. There will be many more who will enjoy these commercials, end quote. Fred's son, Fred Jr., was supportive, but his sister, Ava Astaire McKenzie, said she was, quote, saddened that after his wonderful career, he was sold to the devil, end quote. She also got rid of her dirt devil vacuums. It's not ironic that Robin Astaire also fought for and won passage into law in California of what became known as the Astaire Celebrity Image Protection Act in 1999. It aimed to give heirs and estates greater control of the right of publicity after someone had died. That provided more opportunity to restrict a celebrity's appearance and thus obtain fees by granting permission. But she was true to her statement that she rejected nearly all attempts to license Fred commercially. His likeness has been used very, very sparingly since then. But she also turned down requests for legitimate uses, like allowing footage of Fred to be shown in a tribute in 1992 to his longtime dance partner, Ginger Rogers. Anyway, did you know Fred Astaire became enamored of skateboarding late in life? He was awarded a lifetime membership to the National Skateboard Society of America after he fell and broke his wrist at age 78. His family persuaded him to stop. Back to Bourdain. This podcast eponym, Jason Kotke, concluded on the Bourdain simulation on Kotke.org. Quote, as a post hoc ethics panel of one, I'm going to say this doesn't appeal to me, but I bet this sort of thing becomes common practice in the years to come, much like Errol Morris's use of reenactment in The Thin Blue Line. (music) 
Now a few brief items to finish out the week. Utah stocks its lakes for anglers by throwing fish out of a plane. After an Instagram post a few days ago demonstrating and celebrating this act, the New York Times spoke to Utah officials to ask, WTF? WTF? Well, it works pretty well, and it's been going on for a long time. Quote, their survival rate is 95%, according to the Wildlife Division, which said it can drop up to 35,000 two-inch fish in a single flight, enough to replenish about 40 to 60 lakes a day. The planes fly, quote, just barely above the trees, end quote, the Wildlife Division said. The Utah Wildlife Division has dropped fish from planes for 65 years, in fact. Previously, they brought fish into remote lakes via metal milk cans strapped to horses. From the Times, quote, Wade Wilson, a biologist for the Wildlife Division, rides in the plane with the pilot as they travel from lake to lake, sometimes carrying up to 70 pounds of fish, end quote. Good story at parties. The pilots must have to calculate carefully the... Angler of descent? No? No? Moving on. The made popular in Pandemic because it was a fun and way too real video game Among Us is now available in Irish. After a Kerry Ireland-based fluent Irish speaker called out for a version in the Celtic tongue, also known as Gaelic or Gwellin, a group that helps support Among Us's developers reached out. Four Irish speakers located in Ireland, Canada, and New Zealand worked on the localization over four months. Una Min Kavanagh told The Verge, quote, We also don't have yes or no in Irish. Instead, the verb reflects the positive or the negative. So things like that certainly gave us pause for reflection, end quote. Count that as something I did not know about Gaelic. The serious part of producing an Irish language version of the game is to help with teaching Irish. Quote, only 4.2% of Irish people claim to speak their national language daily outside of the education system. So Kavanaugh believes the normalization of Irish outside the classroom is key. Quote, for those to continue to want to enjoy the language and immerse yourself in it, it needs to be outside of that. You won't realize how much is sinking in as you play. You really get into the zone, she says. End quote. An update on yesterday's Hubble story. NASA was able to switch to a backup power supply and bring the payload computer back online. Science instruments will be gradually powered up safely over the next few days. The agency posted this magnificent paragraph. Quote, the switch included bringing back online the backup power control unit, PCU, and the backup command unit slash science data formatter, CU slash SDF, on the other side of the science instrument and command and data handling, SIC and DH unit. The PCU distributes power to the SIC and DH components, and the CU slash SDF sends and formats commands and data, end quote. Finally, I don't know if you've become obsessed with bits of music during the pandemic, but I find myself returning repeatedly to listen to a 2016 BBC Arts video. It's a cover of New Order's Blue Monday by a band called Orchestra Obsolete. The group came together ironically when its creator was asked to help celebrate the anniversary of the synthesizer, a key element in New Order's hit recording. But instead, he decided to reproduce the sound and feel of the song using entirely devices and instruments available in the 1930s. This includes a harmonium, a slit drum, a radio frequency tone generator, a theremin, a prepared piano, and a zither. Sadly, the group was formed just for this one song. Various of the musicians have collaborated in other contexts. And that is it for today. This show was produced by Ride Home Media and Kotke.org. I'm Glenn Fleischman, in for Jackson Bird, who I hope is enjoying his great vacation. You can reach me on Twitter at Glenn F, that's G-L-E-N-N-F, like Frank. I'll be in for Jackson all next week, and then he'll be back. I'll see you Monday. I'm off to make some alphabet soup. 
This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.